because of what you were. God called you because of what you can be. You're valuable. Praise God, praise God. We need to lift our hands and give God some thanks. Hallelujah. That he looked beyond our faults. And he said, there's some value there, but it's going to take some work. Amen. Nudge your neighbor and and say, it's going to take a little work. The depravity of humanity. I I, I just, before I move on, I just want to say, our world is in a sick place. A sick place when people are stabbing each other, shooting each other. When people are agitated and divided against one another. We better be very, very diligent and careful that we stand up for the values of the church, which includes everybody. We're not pairing off against anybody. We're not causing schisms because of your language, culture, skin color, where you come from, economic abilities. God saves everybody. We're not of this world. We're of another world. And the other world doesn't have that philosophy. The other world says anybody can come to the house of God. The other world says it's open to everybody. Our world is full of agitation. Social media has created a lot of it. There is a lot of junk and stuff. When you're talking to a good old boy plumber that's got just a little bit of spirituality, looks you in the face when you're talking to him, and he says, you know what? My wife and I, we just decided to turn stuff off. I said, why'd you do that? He said, because it was causing problems in our family. It was causing problems in our our marriage. It was causing problems in our outlook in life. It was affecting our mentality. It was affecting our psychology. It was affecting every area of who we are. So we just turned it off. He said it was the best thing that we ever did because now we're focused on stuff that really, really matters. And we're not focused on stuff that doesn't really matter. I thought, my God, God sent me a plumber to come tell me what needs to be done. You know what we need to do? We need to push our way into the kingdom of God and let his word be powerful and spend some time in prayer. Praise God and get away from the self-consciousness of our culture and plug into a God-consciousness of revival and the Holy Ghost and the ability of God to do great things. depravity of humanity. An article from the Foundation of Economic Educational the an article from the Foundation of Economic Education was entitled Communism's Bloody Legacy Turns 100 100 years. That was in 2017. We're past that. This article was written at the the commemoration of 100 years. A train pulled by locomotive arrived at the Finland station in St. Petersburg. And it was late at night. A large crowd waited, waving red flags and flowers. And in that sealed rail car was a passenger who would soon become the dictator of the world's first Marxist state, Vladimir Ilyich Olnov, better known as Lenin. 
The Russian Revolution achieved by you, Lenin declared at the station, has opened a new epoch. A new epoch to be sure, but certainly not a better one for more than 100 million people who over the course of the next century would be tortured, persecuted, and murdered in the name of communism. Tragically, these facts are controversial to some and even unknown by many in 2017. In particular, a large swath of millennial generation is unaware and indifferent to the horrors and deceit of communism as well as those of its fellow traveling collectivist ideology, socialism. A recent study by YouGov found only 33% of millennials are familiar with Lenin. Of those who are familiar, 25% view him favorably. The study revealed, among other disturbing insights, that 32% of millennials believe more people were killed by the administration of George W. Bush than the regime of Joseph Stalin, which was responsible for no fewer than 15 million deaths. Influenced by educational and cultural systems hostile to free market economics and willing to whitewash the human toll of Marxism, young Americans are increasingly turning to socialism and other forms of extremist ideology. In 2016 poll by Harvard University, 33% of respondents between the ages of 18 and 29 said they supported socialism, while 51% said they opposed capitalism. Alarming also are the findings that only 25% of millennials now believe that living in a democracy is essential, down from 75% for their grandparents' generation. Let me just add a little editorial note there. Democracy can be dangerous too if it's not attached to spirituality. The reason why 75% in their grandparents' generation believe that democracy was important is because their grandparents' generation believed in God and strong family values. You separate that from democracy and you have mob rule. You're going to have chaos. Praise God. We, 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 need, we need families to serve God. Praise God. We, we In fact, our foundation has tracked the growth of dozens of neo-Marxist organizations active on college campuses and in urban protest movements. This was written in 2017, not 2020. Their membership is growing and may now be as high as several hundred thousand. Not surprisingly, these groups are revisionist on US history and spread 21st century propaganda on American social media. Messages crafted or borrowed from those transmitted in Havana, Beijing, and North Korea. Senator Bernie Sanders and other leaders of a newly emergent left deploy the phrase democratic socialism as their new ideal. Yet one word, a mere rhetorical modifier connoting noble intent and good governance should not suffice when it remains unclear how their vision differs from the bloody and economically disastrous social experience by 40 nations in the last 100 years. 100 year anniversary and 100 million people. The soil of ignorance and envy bears not fruit but thorns. The number of people killed by communist governments amounts to more than 94 million, 100 million, depending on what statistics 
that you read. Victims include deaths through executions, man-made hunger, famine, war, deportations, and forced labor. And the breakdown of the number is given as follows in the Black Book of Communism. 65 million people in the People's Republic of China. 20 million in the Soviet Union. 2 million in Cambodia. 2 million in North Korea. 1.7 million in Ethiopia, 1.5 million in Afghanistan, 1 million in the Eastern Bloc, 1 million in Vietnam, 150,000 in Latin America, and 10,000 deaths resulting from actions of international communist movements and communist parties not in power. And let's just not pick on the communists. What about the Nazis? The Nazis and the Holocaust was the genocide of European Jews during World War II between 1941 and 1945. Nazi Germany and its collaborators systematically murdered some six million Jews across German-occupied Europe. They killed off two-thirds of Europe's Jewish population. They were carried out in pogroms and mass shootings a policy of extermination through labor in concentration camps and in gas chambers and gas vans in places like Auschwitz and Treblinka. The tragedies and the atrocities can go on and on and on and on. Man no good. Man no good. Man needs something greater than himself and herself. Romans chapter 7 and verse 22, Paul, when he looked at this and he looked inside of himself, he said, I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And then he exclaimed this, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Paul said, I looked in myself and realized man is not good. My own nature is not good. It will drag me to the pits of hell. It is like a law that is in my members that bind me and control me and dominate me. He said, oh, wretched, wretched, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? What program can do it? What other person that may have some kind of priority and preeminence? Who can, who can solve the problem? But he didn't stop there. He said, thanks be to God that gives us the victory. We're not here in defeat here in the house of God tonight. I know I've painted a very somber picture, but I want to shine a little light on it. Man's not good, but God is good. And so when you feel wretched, know that there is a God that is able to provide a victory. He's a God whose arm is not short that it cannot reach, but he has a right hand of power and authority. There is no addiction. There is no devil in hell that can keep you from the love of God. There is no height. There is no depth. There is no creature that is able to keep you from God. You have every opportunity in the house of God tonight to reach out and to grasp something that is powerful. 
Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them are bruised. Anybody bruised here tonight? There is a God that has come with his spirit to touch you. Anybody here blind tonight there is a God that is here to give you some sight anybody here that is broken hearted there is a God that knows how to bind up the broken hearted hallelujah there is one that is fully capable and able to do above and beyond what we could even think or ask our world is going into a downward spiral because when they look at humanity it's not a pleasing picture it's a very dark and gloomy picture who can I trust who can I lean on everybody's watching their back but I've come to testify to you tonight there is one that can pull you out of the downward spiral pick you out of the abyss and set you on a foundation and give to you a hope so you're not walking around looking sideways at your fellow humanity but you're looking straight on at them and you've got a hope that is able to save them to reach them you got a testimony that God Hallelujah is able to do great things. Come on, somebody, clap your hands unto the Lord and let's thank Him. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 18 The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto His heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. He's going to deliver me. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14 Who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. I'm not living this life of an apostolic with my head tucked down. I'm living it with my head lifted high. Let no man despise thee. Don't let the world put a pressure on you that makes you feel intimidated. Oh, I feel like doing a little spiritual battle here. Make you feel insignificant. You're not insignificant. Why? Because God is on your side. In and of yourself, you're not any good. But with God, hallelujah, all things are possible and things change when his spirit is on the inside of you. Praise God. You become a testimony. You become a child of God. You become somebody that can shine a light in a dark world. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's an apostolic that has been born again, washed by his power, cleansed by his blood, that would willing be willing to stand to your feet and say, I've got something to tell the world. I'm I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm not ashamed about it. But I'm thankful. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Come on, somebody just lift up your voice and praise God. It could go on and on, the depravity of humanity. It's not just in political constructs. 
It's the fact that humanity needs God. I need God in this house tonight. I can be better. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I can be better. I can do better. I need God's anointing in my life. The carnal nature left to itself runs a very negative course. Praise God, as musicians come tonight, Brother McAllister, help me. The carnal nature left to itself runs a very negative course. The gold is there, but it's never handed to you. You have to mine it. You have to work it. It just doesn't come. You know, I wish that were not the case, but that is the case. I don't have to do anything to be carnal. It just happens all on its own. But it takes effort to be spiritual. I had to overcome my carnality in the house of God tonight by, by getting up and saying, I'm going to the house of God. My carnal nature would say, well, you can just stay at home. But I've woven a, a habit into my life that says we're not following the carnal nature of humanity. We're following the spiritual understanding and authority that God has placed in our life. You don't have to do anything to be carnal. I'm talking about the carnal nature that is within humanity. It runs its course, and there is nothing that you have to do. It just does it on its own. But if you're going to be a child of God and you're going to be spiritual, it takes work. You have to mind that. It doesn't just happen. It's not handed to you. They're right for the taking. The people that dig down and dig deep and have an anointing, that's not just happenstance. That's because somebody has been very intentional about the fact that I am going to, I'm going deeper in God. I'm mining some things out of myself that I can't even see and I'm not doing it on my own but I'm trusting that God and his word are going to develop some things in my life that brings me to a maturity and a maturation in the kingdom of God and God calls me to a higher purpose and a higher calling there is no greater purpose in calling than the calling of God on your life it matters it matters our world needs individuals who are fully emphatic and committed about being called of God. They're not wavering back and forth. They're not riding the fence, but they've made up their minds. I'm going to be used. I'm going to be used of God. I'm going to cultivate some things. You've got to mine it. You've got you to cultivate it. Young people, listen to me. We need young people that are anointed and called of God, and I appreciate every single one of you. But know this, spirituality is not just handed to you. Spirituality is something that you work for. This is why it matters to be in pre-service prayer. This is why it matters when people come to the house of God all throughout the night. You look at that book out in the lobby. 24 hours, 24-7. Somebody has made a determination, Brother Raymond, I'm going to cultivate something. I'm not going to let Hollywood cultivate things that influence my life. I'm not 
not going to let the music industry and the fashion industry and the political industry and, and the sports authorities that are in the world. No, that just generates toward carnality. But I'm going to be in the house of God. I'm going to mind some things. That doesn't come easy, but I'm telling you 100% emphatically, it is worth it. Every, every bit of effort. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44, Jesus was talking about the things that the kingdom of heaven is like. And he said, it's like a treasure hid in a field. The which, when a man found it, he hideth for the joy thereof. He goes and sells all that he hath, and he buys that field. Why did he buy the field? Because he's planning on cultivating the treasure that he found in the field. It may take some work, and it may take some effort, but he was going to make a determination. I'll sell everything because I found something in this field that's worth cultivating. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered every kind. When it was full, they drew it to shore and sat down and gathered the good unto vessels, but they cast the bad away. There was work involved. There was effort involved. There was a cultivation. Praise God. As we stand together in the house of God tonight, James said, my brethren, count it all joy when you enter into diverse temptations. That word doesn't just mean a temptation from the enemy. It means trials. When you enter into different kinds of trials, know this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I don't have, any, I don't have to do anything for the works of the flesh take control. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings. That the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It's going to take some effort to cultivate love and to cultivate joy and to cultivate peace and to cultivate long-suffering. Amen. God gives us the power to dig deeper and digging deeper that power comes from the spirit of God to tap into the vein of goodness and righteousness it takes an effort it takes work but it is worth every moment of the toil and the sweat it's not going to be handed to you praise God but if you dig deep enough it's there it's there and it can be cultivated in each and every one of our lives you know what we need we need men women we need boys girls to recognize the value of what God has given to us and the opportunity and to dig deep into the spirit and say God I I don't want a superficial walk with you. I don't want an inauthentic walk with you, but I want something that is true, and I want something that is valuable. And if I've got to work for it, help me to cultivate those things. Amen. Praise God. How many tonight in the house of God have been 
close to the edge of just carnality in the flesh. Praise God. I've come tonight to preach to you that there's an opportunity to dig a little deeper and cultivate the things that really matter. Amen. If you need the peace of God in this house tonight, all you got to do is start digging a little deeper and you're going to find that there is a vein of God's presence and his goodness. And as they prepare to sing tonight, I wonder just in the pre-altar service if we could lift our hands and our voice right now and season this atmosphere, hallelujah, with a prayer of being intentional. God, I thank you and praise you and worship you. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. What do you need in the house of God tonight? It's not just going to drop on you. It's going to take a little effort on your part. God. God bless you, Brother Armando, all the way from the back. I don't know what he needs to cultivate, but there's something he needs in the house of God that it may take a little effort and a little work, but know this, it's worth every moment because God steps in and reveals the vein of his power and his goodness and his ability. Praise God. Hallelujah. As they sing tonight, amen. Would there be somebody in the house of God that would step out and say, I want the strength of God. I want the joy Hallelujah. I want the anointing of God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. Praise God. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Oh, there's a sweet presence of the Lord in this house today. Jesus, Just dig a little. Just cultivate a little. God, I need your peace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it unless you work, you work, you work, and you cultivate. There's too many things against you. There's too many things in the way. Too many obstacles. Not if you're focused, though. Not if you're willing to do a little work and effort, Lord. In the midst of my turmoil, praise God. I want to find the land in your peace, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus, you